where did you find him? In the cargo hold of the plane we came here on. In a coffin. I don't understand. If this is Locke, who's in there? Welcome to episode 63 of Tell Me Where to Turn. On a cold, crisp November evening, you're yeah, having your back I've, porch. I've got my fan on high speed. And I'm in my flip-flops. Yeah, and I'm about, I'm about to have to, I'm wearing pants, and I'm about to have to go pants off here just a minute. Hey, take a knee if you have to. Whatever you gotta do to stay cool, stay safe I'll, out there. I'll... The temperature is just fine here in the lovely Doubletree hotel room. <laughs> so, do you have any idea how they came up with the name Doubletree? <laughs> no. Was it like somebody was having a meeting and they were like, we got to name this hotel Tree? And then somebody was like, no, I got a better idea, Doubletree. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> Did you get any cookies when you got there? You know what? I got hose. They were like, "Do you want even better? Uh, you know, bottle of water and a fresh cookie?" And I was like, "Yes, I sure do." <laughs> and the lady went to the back, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, the cookies are still baking." So. Oh, that's unacceptable. Nobody yeah. believes they actually bake those cookies. They There's just put them in a microwave yeah. or some kind of a heat lamp. There should never be a non-cookie moment at a Double Tree Hotel. This may be. The first time I've ever stayed at a Double Tree, but thumbs up so far. Thumb up, huh? So yeah. I guess at some point, since you stay in a different hotel every week, we'll have to get the official Point Break Dave hotel rankings. Um, I'll say this: the the first week I was at a Westin, which was fantastic. Um, then I was at a Hampton Inn and Suites, which was absolute trash. And uh, now I'm at the Double Tree, which is so like you're I ba- said, it's good. Bagging on the Hampton Inn, interesting. I think the theme is Dave doesn't like hotels that have a number or an N in the title. <laughs> Whoa, what? Like Hampton? I'm offend- offended by that, sir. It's his opinion. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just interpreting it. So, anyways, you can find me on Twitter. We can Tommy two underscore zero. I don't tweet a lot. But what I make up, what I lack in quantity. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like I'm the Twitter version of I'm a I'm a grower, not a shower. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you want <laughs> tweets with plenty of girth, you can find me at Glenn three underscore eleven. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. If you want tweets that just work some of the time. <laughs> And if you want tweets, sometimes, the sometimes extra my tweets li- are nervous or they've had a lot to drink. <laughs> if you want tweets with a little extra character length that'll promise to be done in eleven seconds or less, at where to turn pod. There we go. So I know we spent a lot of time on our show talking about daily fantasy sports, but um, before we get started here, in fact, maybe I'll just pause it for a second. We can have a sidebar. 
I'd like to offer you a trade. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is available for the, in the right offer. <laughs> I have this empty bottle over here. I'll still. Decline. You gonna be okay, little buddy? My season, my season is over from from, this is from it, that huh? standpoint. Yeah, we were heavily invested by complete luck and chance in Deshaun Watson. The you didn't draft him though. You picked him up free agent in week two. Okay, so you're that you're that guy. He's been carrying the team. The team named in honor of Bugatti Casino <laughs> has been carrying the team all season, and I get this news first. I get the news that just says, "Hey, he's." You know, downgraded from like probable to questionable, which in the NFL is it, well, maybe routine. raise an eyebrow at that. I mean, he may have had a bad sandwich or something. And then later, it's uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson. They fear he tore his ACL in practice, running a drill. Mm. Indeed, can happen to any of us. We never know our time, guys. No, we don't. <laughs> Rest in peace. Well, in a related story, so we didn't have an episode last week. I don't know if you remember or not. I forgot to do the solo episode. I just kept refreshing my phone the whole time I was on vacation. It just it never popped up. I don't know what happened. We, I know that uh, feeling. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Hampton Inn apologist and myself were in Las Vegas for almost five days. Did a lot of sports betting while we were out there. Oh my gosh, did we? Had, uh, had the over in the... Houston Seattle game. Oh wow! And watched the game, and as I'm watching the game, and I hadn't sat down and watched um, Deshaun Watson. Like I've, you know, obviously seen what he's done in DraftKings, but I sit down and watch, and, and all of a sudden, like I'm, I'm calling up my broker to invest. You know, I'm ready to, yeah. I'm ready to buy some shares. So I walk up to the window as I'm cashing my Sunday night tickets and got my money back, and, and that was going to be the end of my sports betting for the weekend because we were leaving Monday before the Monday night game was going to kick off, and I didn't want to F around with mailing in the tickets. So I just grabbed one of those sheets that said Super Bowl odds. Mm. And I said, well, let's see what uh, Houston is to win the Super Bowl because I was pretty impressed. 40-1. to 1. It's good odds. So what what that means is twenty dollar bet was good odds. Twenty dollar bet when you're in the neighborhood of eight hundred and twenty dollars. Right. So Tommy two went back up to the window and pulled the twenty dollar bill off his wallet. It's sixty five to one now. It's a hundred to it's one 100. now. So if I went up to make that bet right now, it is a hundred to one. I tell you what, if it's kind of like my Bitcoin investment. If Tom Savage leads the Texans to a Super Bowl, I will. I'll pay your mortgage for three months. Oh, I was gonna say. I thought you would say you'd personally call the Mirage and be like, "Look, you need to pay this guy at a hundred to one." <laughs> I know the ticket says thirty to one, but I mean, Tom Savage, come on. Trust me, it's not gonna happen. I feel as safe as I do to my uh, commitment to the Saroy brothers that I'll pay for their tickets to the Super Bowl if the Dolphins ever make it again. <laughs> I was so sure, though. I, I was never more sure of anything in my life um, than I was in that bet. I felt so good about it. No, they're good. I, I think uh, – sorry, Dave, to interrupt you, but I think that that afternoon game was the key to uh, hitting it big on DraftKings last week, too. It was. Did you uh, Did you hit it big? No, I did not. Yeah, the guy that um, the guy that won the million bucks – in, it had had a great story though. He, he had a whole bunch of players from that game. In fact, he won. 
he won more than a million dollars because he had a, he had a, he had a, basically had the same lineup, one with Russell Wilson and one with Deshaun Watson. So he cashed both of them deep, but he was I think in third place running out of time and the swing between first and third in the million dollar contest is ridiculous. It's like a million for first and then it's like 200 grand for second. You know, I mean there there's a there's yeah. a big top heaviness. So he is he's essentially out of players. The only thing he's got left going is the Dallas Washington game. And he's got the Dallas defense. Last play. So who picks the Dallas defense first of all? And this guy is a, is a high volume prolific player. He needs something and he gets the freaking pick six out of the Dallas defense, which was also kind of a big play for my bet on Dallas too. I'll uh pull back the curtain a little bit. Dave can attest I might have been doing the well, I guess now I was going to say the Kurt Gibson. I guess I could say I was doing the Jock Peterson <laughs> red and second, beating my chest like King Kong when they picked, made that pick six. Giving the money sign. Yeah, dropping the money sign. There's really nothing better than having a good a good sized sports bet and sweating it in a sports book in Las Vegas. Like, there's no – it's the most fun you can ever have. Yeah. I didn't actually have a bet – that was in play, but watching the the Dodgers uh, Astros twelve to thirteen game in the sports book was outrageous. Because yeah. you know it's Las Vegas, so there's a lot of LA people there. But there was a surprisingly vocal contingent of Houston people there too, which was pretty was a pretty cool experience. Who so are you quick, who were you rooting for? I was rooting for the Dodgers the uh, the first game we were there. And then let's just say that I was doubly rooting for the Dodgers the next night to make up for the first night. I got you. And I believe Dave was triply rooting for the Dodgers that night. I only doubly rooted for him. Dave triply rooted for I was triply rooting for them. And my uh, kids being able to go to college was also rooting for them. Yeah, it was an interesting interesting turn of events because the the, um, Darvish night, we felt real good about the Dodgers. And they were actually getting... Uh, above even money, so you you were laying laying a hundred to win a hundred and twenty, and I also made a bet that Darvish would have more strikeouts than McCullers. That didn't happen. D- is uh, is zero a good number to hang in a most strikeouts contest? <laughs> Glenn, as you know, I am not a big baseball guy, so Tommy says Darvish over, more strikeouts. It's a lock. So I tail him on that bet. It was a lock. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you know what? You know what? There's no way to get over strikeouts when you're at zero. That's mathematically impossible. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one for but our the favorite next, Japanese yeah. Iranian. <laughs> the next, the next night they were again getting 120, lay 100 to win 120. So they won that night though, right? They did. Yeah. So I went in and said, okay, well, let's make it 200 to win 240. And I walked back thinking, okay, well, we're, you know, worst ca- worst case scenario, well, not worst case scenario, but best case scenario, I'm up forty bucks for two nights. Well, then here comes Point Break Dave back, and he said, no, 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 how about three hundred to win three sixty, and let's make this let's make this hurt. And we were sitting in a nice restaurant having a hamburger. Imagine that, a cheeseburger. You're betting three hundred bucks on a game, and you're having a cheeseburger. Well, it was a Las Vegas cheeseburger. How much did that cheeseburger cost, Dave? Like twenty bucks. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> well over twenty. And uh, yeah, watching it, watching it uh, on the TVs in there, and it was it was a fun it was a fun night. And uh, Dave, Dave was he was at that point needing something good to happen, 
So it was extra special for him. He was jumping around, uh, jumping around like uh, it was the first time he'd ever won a bet. It was important. No, get this, Glenn. Uh, I think it was the first or second night. Put down just to make some good uh, NBA single bets, single game bets. Went three and one, so pretty solid night. But then also it was like, hey, why not go big? Why not put a eight-team parlay on there <laughs> that pays like five grand? So stupid. <laughs> this you is just how set sh- the money on fire. <laughs> this Seriously. is how trash this is. I actually, the last game I missed too, but I, I ended up going six out of eight on it. But some of the six, like, I hit, I was betting totals, and I'd be, like, 20 points good, 15 points good, just easy wins. The two I missed were by a combined three points that I missed the spread on. That'll that'll make you want to drink, my friend. Yeah, and you're in the right place for it, too. Luckily, yeah, luckily they can accommodate you yeah. there. We had so many free drink tickets from the sports book. Every $100 you spend, oh, you oh, get definitely. a free drink ticket. Yeah. We had stacks of free... We were making it rain drink wow. tickets in there. Stacks and stacks. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about that is when 18 crossed the finish line in first place... Oh, man. Was that a good moment? Tommy cashed a ticket. That was a good moment for me with zero riding on it. <laughs> that was a... Uh, uh, out of the chair and on your feet for the last lap. For was sure. it? That was a great race, but we were... We were um, yeah, you need to tell this part. Yeah, of it, we were Tommy. pretty heavily invested in Keselowski, and we got we got hosed on that. I don't know if you watched the end of the race. Yeah, I saw it. He's running away with the race. He's a second and a half ahead, which in Martinsville is like half the track. Yeah, and his own teammate stays out there for four laps with a blown tire, and finally brings out the yellow. That was some trash. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing. Luckily, I had eighteen also as a hedge, so it it all worked out. Keselowski paid uh, five to one too. Mm-hmm. I had a good good portion of money on him. And we were yeah, we were we were cashing that ticket until right until we weren't. So uh anything real wheels off happen? Anybody vomit or poop? <laughs> like involuntarily. I pooped every day, actually. No. Good solid, strong like in the sports book is kinda what I mean. No, there was or no at a table. There was no no vomit, no no sickness. I did see a guy throw up in the hallway of our hotel. Okay. It was actually funny. Funny how that happened. I I was uh, the last one up, and it was going down uh, to meet the rest of our party downstairs. I got the text of, "Hey, we're at the crap table. <laughs> meet me down there." So, yeah, sure. It's like nine o'clock in the morning uh, on a Sunday, yeah. but that's where they were. So I'm I'm just walking, you know, walking down the hallway, minding my own business, feeling good, and then a guy opens the door of his room, steps out in the hallway, and just throws up <laughs> in the hallway. <laughs> that's how I started my Sunday. Just gotta watch a guy throw up in the hallway. Uh, Tommy and I were uh, playing poker at the Mirage one night in a tournament that I eventually won. Just a little side note there. But we saw we saw elderly white man and a very old Asian woman like almost getting a physical fight in the poker room. Yeah, she was throwing stuff. Wow. Yeah, it was. The floor had to come over like four or five different times and try to calm them down. And then immediately in a very preschool move, just moved one of them to a different table. Yeah, it was like, you guys can't play together. And they weren't even arguing about gambling. There's like a little rolling side table that you roll up between the chairs. Okay. And she had put her dinner on there. And no, then it was this, just her purse, I Or think. just her purse. And then this guy took one of those little plastic 
trays that you keep your extra chips in that was empty and just put it behind her purse on the table. And as soon as he sat on the table, she just picked it up and threw it on the ground. Kind of caught him by surprise. And he was like, what are you doing? So then he just did what anybody would do. do and got up and put it back up there. And then she threw it on the ground and then he put it up there and then she threw it on the ground. And next thing you know, they're standing up and I'm like, is this really going to happen over, over this? It and was it it the same night as Game Three, so you, she may have been taking the U yeah. Darvish. That's kind of what I'm thinking. What did Yuli Guriel think about this whole story? <laughs> well, I, I couldn't believe Dave was sitting there doing the same thing, <laughs> and I was like, "Come on, man, that's you know really insensitive." Did y'all happen to hear the fake Nolan Ryan today? No, I had to actually be at work early today, and I missed it. He mentioned that that whole ep- that thing wasn't a big deal that he did it <laughs> during that moment because the fake Nolan Ryan did it during the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> but indeed, it was offensive, and indeed. I didn't I didn't appreciate yeah, it. It was not so indeed. not anything that we want to. We really want to. Things got a bit contentious in my household last night during the game. Really, there was Uh-oh. a D- there was a DVR snafu that I was none too happy about. Okay. It was just a miscommunication. Your DVR wasn't programmed for 15 pitching changes? <laughs> no. Uh, my DVR wasn't programmed for my uh, the woman that lives with me whose softball game got forfeited, so she came home earlier. She's from the Houston area, so she was interested in said game. Okay. It wasn't programmed for her to come home and turn the TV on and start watching it live when I walked in thinking hey i'm gonna start this from the first inning and i walk in and it's the fifth because i was getting the kids all ready and everything that must have been a long time to get the kids ready because it took about four hours to get to the fifth we had a troubled troubled night so anyway i was already kind of tilted because of that and then i walk in and like half my plans are ruined and they're dead and the dodgers are down five nothing so nothing is going well yeah so but she is uh such a better person than I am because like when the Rangers in the World Series she went to St. Louis with me she cheered for them and all that whole time the Astros are putting this world championship together I'm just sitting there all grumpy in a chair just flipping through my phone just like, praying something will will go against them oh yes just a couple of a few walks and a grand slam let's get back right back in this but tell you what they got the they got the base runners at different times they just couldn't get that that hit we needed they lost that series in the ninth inning of game two i think they lost that series in game three because when you spot kershaw that many runs it was game five sorry game five when you spot oh yeah that many runs you can't lose that game that can't happen but i think if they they lost that game what was the date when they signed you (laughs) darvin that's when they lost that series but game two, they're in the ninth inning, yes. up two runs with their closer, yes. who's like... The un- unhittable closer. Yeah. They close that out and go 2-0. I don't think either one of those teams could beat the other one four times in a row or four no. out of five. No. No, that... just th- wouldn't happen. They, they have a lot of moments to look back on yeah. in that series. They, they should have won that series. Hey, we only have to live with the fact that the Astros have a World Series for the rest of our lives. Yeah, just just for the rest of our lives. And that they're probably going to be good, at least for the foreseeable future, until some of those guys hit arbitration and they have to start making... They start making $18 million right, a year. Right, start making some financial business yeah. decisions. It's going to be Tinseltown when the uh, Houston Texans win the... Oh, never mind. That mm. not going to happen now? Well, let's not rule it out. No, still time. I think they're going to get relegated 
to the CFL. <laughs> Maybe uh, AJ sure. McCarron's out there. I don't know. <laughs> AJ McCarron. <laughs> Is it Johnny football time? No, no longer available. <sighs> Could be great. Manziel is signed with uh, one of those teams up there. In Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Hamilton, Tiger, Cats, Rough Riders. The Rough Riders. Something or other. I don't know. It's not a high school team, Dave. No, that's not a high school team. So, how did Halloween go for you? It went fine. What did you dress up as? I did not dress up as anything. So did you dress up as Ken Schrader or Dale Earnhardt? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't you alternate years? Was this a... Let's see. This is an odd year. So this was a Schrader year? Yeah, I dressed up as Dale Earnhardt's non-Hans device. <laughs> I did not dress up as anything. But I did escort my children around the neighborhood to trick-or-treat. Boy, I'll tell you what. In that neighborhood you live in, too... Is everybody going around in like their personal Rolls Royces? And they're just handing out like MacBooks instead of candy. Yeah, it was just like like a like a crappy house was giving away like an iPad Touch and or an iPod Touch, and it was just a I don't know. It was just a douche fest for the most part. There wasn't any from the parents or the kids. From the, a little <laughs> bit of both, but from the parents, I don't think there was a single well, not single. 90% of the parents walking around either were holding a Yeti <laughs> or or some, like, you Don't act like you are. Every time you roll up here, you have a Yeti. You know what? You. I don't have it today. I brought it here, and I've taken my Yeti to the dirt track. Okay. That's it. So you were not... I was without Yeti. Okay. I was also without expensive red wine glasses. I'm walking around <laughs> with my kids dressed as... Or, you know, their kids dressed as whatever they were dressed as. I'm just walking around <laughs> in my... You know, my gray hoodie, just looking inconspicuous. Hold on, quick aside, because I think it was probably similar, like the neighborhood behind ours that we went to, like the police had like closed off the streets and it was the same thing. Whoa. Like people, people walking around, yeah. We don't have and police I'm, escort. I mean, there was police there, but they weren't there to close off the streets. <laughs> they were they were there to do uh, warrant serve, serves. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But my question is... The poli- seriously, the police closed off a street? Yes. My question is, yeah. it was the same kind of Did deal with... paycheck. Uh, parents, everyone's got some sort of alcoholic beverage walking around the neighborhood. Is that okay in, like, normal, like... If I did that, well, you can't next walk week? around with an open container. That's why they have the brown paper bag. But I think the well, Yeti gets kind of a... Knowing that there was the people police. with just bottles of beer walking around. Yeah, you're not supposed to do yeah, that. You're not supposed to do that. But it was now if they really did have everything closed down, maybe that there's like yeah. a St. Patrick's exemption or something. Yeah, there's like a 250k plus income exemption. Yeah, I was gonna say the the Dave exemption. Yeah. So th- another question or a question: What's your situation as far as I? You both have children. One parent takes the kids trick-or-treating, the other hangs back at the house and passes out candy. Correct? Every, uh, in past years, because, and we'll get to this in a second, the neighborhood right behind ours goes so all out for Halloween that we very rarely get trick-or-treaters at our house. So we bought some candy, but we both took the kids out, me and the uh, woman I live with, 
And then, but they're little, so we were back at the house by 6.37, and then we had a bowl of candy ready if we got any trick-or-treaters, but no one, uh, no one came by. We messed up. We both went out. We, we should have had one of us stay home. That was, that was a mistake. That was uh, the problem in my neighborhood was, yeah, there was a bunch of people with Yetis and expensive glasses. Yeah, but there was nobody at their house. There's nobody at their house. Yeah. And I don't know a ton of people right. in our neighborhood, especially because our kids are not like school age yet. Right. So we're not connected with those people. But I know where people live that have little kids. So we're going to those houses and nobody's at any of them because they're all walking around. Yeah. With their eight and ten year olds that they're not actually watching, they're just <laughs> taking it. They're having some red wine and a rum and coke while they're sizing up their next swinging partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we planned. We planned it all wrong. We uh, we should have left. We should have left the bag on the porch with the note, which we saw a few people do. Or the, I really respect this guy. He was just walking around with a bag of candy, and every time he'd walk past people, he was like, "Hey, that's not bad. I ain't home." Here's some candy. I'm okay with that. I don't know. I was I was very disappointed in the behavior of my local neighborhood. Yeah, no, we uh I should have I should have I should have done that and then we ended up only by the time we got back as we stayed out later, the by the time we got back, I think we only had like two other people come by. So I've got all the candy we collected plus all the candy we bought that we never handed out. So slight miscalculation there. So I sent this picture to Tommy. I should have sent it to you too, Glenn. But Tommy can attest to this. So the neighborhood... It's not 10 inches. <laughs> the neighborhood we went to, I mean, it's unbelievable. One guy had built like a plane crash. You're going to pull it up there, Tommy? I'm looking. Is this the neighborhood where they have their own money? Yes, this is this is that neighborhood. Um, he's a prince <laughs> but I mean it was I mean this it was like Look at this. three different sections of a plane Look at this. that had to be wow that is high toned I've never yeah. seen anything like this I mean it looks like the set of Lost yeah and there was that, other houses that, on Twitter. that should be like the cover for the episode yeah we're gonna have to tweet this picture is there anybody identifiable in here no I don't no, just a bunch so. of random people. Yeah, it's just okay. Yes, we will tweet this tomorrow. We will tweet this tomorrow from the show account uh, as far as Dave's overdone neighborhood. But this there is was, ridiculous. I mean, that was the most impressive. But there was definitely, I mean, there was a house that had a full like from the movie Alien set up with like a pretty good. Um, is it xenomorph? Sort of the aliens called in that. Hell, is he um, talking about? Are we are we still do you, are we still recording? <laughs> Have you never seen the movie Alien? No. No. Um, no. I, if I did, I didn't pay attention to anything starting with Xena. <laughs> never mind. This isn't the nerdest podcast. I was gonna say, yeah. Would you go I read Dianetics? A- <laughs> <laughs> that was a popular movie. Um, but <laughs> 1979. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't you're know not what gonna, you're not going to win this argument, Dave. <laughs> it's not happening. The point is, what do those houses get out of it? Because, I mean, these people are spending over a grand, probably several, on these setups, handed out candy. They get nothing out of it. Well, they get the satisfaction of seeing children happy. 
I seen a bunch of kids come around, which, by the way, ninety five percent of don't say thank you when they get candy. Right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That. And what percentage just run through everybody's yard instead of sticking to the sidewalks? Yes, and that's oh, yes. also ridiculous. That doesn't happen in my household. We don't walk across anybody's grass. <laughs> no, I was I was very very uh, clear to my group that thank you would be said everywhere. Yeah, I, I saw a kid almost get hit by a car. I think if you're dri- I think if you're driving around a neighborhood on Halloween, it's on you if that, you hit the kid. Well, and the, the guy Maybe was, they should block off the streets. <laughs> yeah, why don't they just have the police there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the guy that was driving was being very cautious, but he was driving around like. The curve, like of a cul-de-sac, right? And this kid runs out from behind another car that's parked on the street, just right out in the middle. And he's not like he's five; he was probably like ten or eleven years old. And his mom was across the street, and she's like, "Oh, sweetie, don't run out in the middle of the yeah, road." That'll work. I was, I was about to grab the kid and be like, "Is it, is it difficult to trick or treat all night with your head that far up your ass?" Whoa. Or? <laughs> Like he, I mean, if let's say a guy's just rolling through there looking at his phone, right? You which, know, whatever he could have just plowed him over yes, right there. I listen. I had that thought a, a lot because you know it's it's not like there's great lighting out there, especially where I live. And then as long as my kids didn't see it, would we just kind of go a couple streets down to keep trick or treating? Yeah, uh, probably. I mean, there's other people there to help him. That's what that kid would have wanted. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's right. It's what he would have wanted. But I'm, I'm with you, man. Like there, there was a. I'm sorry. There was there was a one house in particular in our neighborhood that did. They didn't do the. The airplane is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But they had taken up their entire lawn with a haunted. They had built a haunted house in front of their house. Okay, I've they seen. Had, they had built like high fences so you couldn't see what was inside, and they had they had. Um, special effects and smoke and lights and apparently there was a coffin in there that you opened up and my kids were waiting in the line to go in and the the going back to Dave's question about what do people get out of it well the freaking guy and his family that built the haunted house are like dr- dressed in full horror gear and his wife is walking around scaring people in the line and scared mine so bad that they started crying. Yeah. And we couldn't even go into the... I've been waiting for 10 minutes to get in this... See what this homemade haunted house is all about. And then I had to take my kids away from it because the, the, the guy's wife made them all cry. Well, I was going to... Before I got rudely uh, yelled at for bringing up the movie Alien... Um, <laughs> That was kind of the same thing. Like, it wasn't a haunted house, but you kind of walked in, and they had it all themed out for the movie, and the lady was standing at the front, and I'm there with my three-year-old and five-year-old, and I was like, hey, is is this scary? And she's like, oh, no, they'll be fine. So you walk in there, there's some kind of animatronic, like, jump scare thing, that as soon as you pass it, it plays this noise and jumps out, and then you go around the corner, and I guess the guy that lives there has like the alien jumps out of a dude's chest in that movie so he yeah. has that like poking out of his chest and he's there just hamming it up yelling and screaming and you're like really you thought this was appropriate for a three-year-old like so that, if you want to do it that's cool but just let me know man yeah that happened did you, did you beat him up <laughs> huh did you beat yeah. him up yeah i did i bur- burned his whole house thing to the ground he just left the xenomorph <laughs> That that happened. Uh, we had one house we went to that had one of those 
you know whatever animatronic type things it's that is triggered whenever you either touch it or it's got a motion detector right and i don't remember what it was but my youngest got close to it and was just like reaching out for it and of course it kind of jumps at him or whatever <laughs> well my youngest doesn't put up with anything like that so he kind of got scared but he immediately just gave it like a left cross <laughs> that's a good boy right there <laughs> i was like hey buddy you can't can't punch somebody else's stuff and then the lady that owns that house i couldn't tell if it was her costume or her actual like background because she had like a very heavy scottish accent but i never met her and i was like is she doing a bit or like great costume she's like um no this is how i actually dress every day we want some haggis conor mcgregor Of course he was there. (laughs) It's a good costume idea. So I've got this Halloween bit I'm working on. I'm not quite ready to take it to the uh, hyenas yet. Oh, no. (laughs) But but as we documented, so my my kid, my six-year-old, had a blast, loved going up and getting candy, but when we would come to a house where they were overly doing it, so if the... If they had, you know, one of those big animatronic spiders, or if they had put cobwebs up everywhere, they had lights or music playing, which all these things we encountered several times. He's real sketchy about walking up to the door. He's kind of standing in the sidewalk, kind of looking at me like, "Hey, will you go up there with me?" You know, he's right. scared. And it, and, he, and even if the people were sitting on the porch, he's like doubly scared. You know, if they're like in costumes, like, "Hey, come here, here's some candy," he's real sketchy. But then take your eye off him for one minute he's walking up to the completely dark house with the overgrown bushes just ringing the doorbell like eight times <laughs> I'm like bud that's what you need to be scared of is the guy that's going to come blasting the shotgun shells through his door that doesn't want to be bothered on Halloween you know all these nice people that are spending their own hard earned money to make your day happy you're terrified of but then the pedophile you're up there knocking on his door hey and it went, seriously I had to tell him three different times like don't go to the door unless the porch light's on yeah and then he does it again and i said buddy and he's like well no but there's a light on in the house like not the same thing yeah when they answer and say come on in (laughs) yeah you don't do it either yeah don't do that either please yeah that's a big violation the uh leave the porch light on but you're actually not home yeah yeah i didn't i was at least smart enough not to do that so speaking of pedophiles i hear that they redo the database like the day before Halloween every year. That's what I was told when I was walking the streets last night. Why would you specifically be told that? Well, (laughs) I don't know. No, our neighbor that we were with, the the wife is is a little bit of a... uh, I don't know. Let's try to say it nicely. She worries about things a little too much. Okay. Like, this is how worried she is. They went to Disney World. Alligators? No. They went to Disney World and they have three three kids she got on a plane at 9 a.m with her son and her husband got on a plane at 10 a.m with her two daughters just in case the plane crashed they didn't want to all die together they wanted to make sure one of the two of them left so that that may be you maybe we worried a little too much if you're doing that i'd be contacting attorney kelly mcclure (laughs) if it did crash uh she can take solace that we'll trick-or-treat through the wreckage Oh, Dave wins again. <laughs> but no, but so, she had this same lady, the separate flight lady, had gone on the 
sex offender registry website that day because you know why wouldn't you do that to celebrate Halloween but she was real happy to let us know that on October 30th is the day that they go in and make all the updates and make sure the information's the latest and a couple of times as we're walking through the neighborhood she pointed out some points of interest to us as far as uh, different residences oh my. but apparently I think this is true it's, it's like a big deal breaker for you to engage in any Halloween activity if you're on that database like you can't have your porch light on. Yeah. You can't give out candy. You, right. there, that is an absolute, absolute no no if you're on that database. So I'm a little sideways about this whole plane thing. That's fine. So can you find out if, if ever the, as a family they travel in the same car? Because <laughs> doesn't she know that they're like 30 times more likely to all be killed in a car accident than in a plane crash? Well, we can, you know, since we're at my house, we could walk down the street and tell her that wait is she driving i don't know sometimes then it's like 80 <laughs> percent. i was gonna say well i don't know it might not be high impact because she'd be traveling at such a slow speed well she's not somebody that guriel would make fun of if that's what you're i thought you said implying. that's what you said i just said she was our neighbor why do i just assume everybody you're talking about is <laughs> yeah Asian? that's a really weird leap to make because i never said anything even close to that i think i just picture everything you talk is asian people <laughs> is this part of the podcast? No, that's the that's the after dark version of the podcast. Okay. Oh, so well, now quick I'm sideways of my own assumptions. Okay, go ahead, Dave. Quick thing before we move on from Halloween talk. Does anybody have any insight on those like spirit Halloween stores? Because I'm really intrigued by the fact that they always there's always some sports authority or something that's just gone out of business that they swoop in right you know a month before but it's there has to be some cities where there's just no huge vacant big box stores on every corner that they take over Uh, man i i can remember the i can remember those there's always some kind of vacancy somewhere i feel like and they and they prey on the one month lease the cheap one month lease kind of genius i think it's very much like the fireworks stand that's by the highway except they don't have to actually have their sign up the 361 (laughs) days of the year they're not open open. (laughs) i've never been in one of those halloween stores though oh really no you get some good stuff in there they get last couple weeks before halloween they get pretty much cleared out interesting the best part is just the uh not any kind of copyright infringement or defamation names of the costumes you know it's always like captain usa superhero or yeah you know tan politician or happy mouse <laughs> yeah it's basically the the same people that names all the off-brand cereals gets that job and is is off time so what did your kids go as um can that be disclosed yeah. I mean, just not to people on the database. <laughs> uh, one went as a stormtrooper. Do you know what that is? Is that from uh, Star Trek? No. And the other one went as uh, Master Chief from Halo. Oh, I thought you were going to say Big Chief from Street Outlaws. I would have been real interested in that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look. Tell you what we're going to do. <laughs> When I bang the light. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Uh, mine went as Batgirl and Supergirl. 
and had pretty legit costumes. I'm not gonna lie. So, so you let your kids play Halo? No, no. So how he, does he, he know who, who? He just thought it looked cool. Was it just something he picked off the shelf? Yeah, at the Halloween store. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my wife got it for him. I wasn't there, but he I, just picked it out. Wow. I don't know exactly where they got it. Um, one of yours dressed up as. John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> I was so proud. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, we actually spent, or his grandmother spent a little money and bought him a officially licensed WWE John Cena costumes. It had the muscle shirt, the cutoff shorts, the wristbands, the you, you can't see me hat. Yeah. And he knows all the hand motions, so he would walk up to the door, and it was a funny costume because it... I mean, he's a he's a cute little kid, so there are people are always gonna fuss over him. But like the people who knew what he was doing, awesome. like flipped out, and, yeah. he, and he would go up there and do the the John Cena salute and the hand sign and do this. So yeah, like it w- it was a mixed reaction, but like the the small group of people that were were smartened up to what he was doing just loved it. <laughs> they were all about it. And he wanted me to bring my phone with me and play John Cena's theme song as he walked up to every door. And I told him, I was like, man, it's going to be a long night if we do that, pal. <laughs> I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your uh, level of effort, but there's no way it's that's a good idea, happen. but execution-wise, it's a little more difficult. Now well, no, and then the fact that like nine out of ten people are going to have huge question marks yeah. over their head. We've established that most of the parents walking around were on their way to getting drunk. Did you have... Any parents that dressed up in costumes themselves? Yes, and speaking of a conversation we were having about five minutes ago, there was two parents dressed up as pan bears. <laughs> and the assumption that you made earlier about our neighbor incorrectly, you could correctly have made about those parents. So they were just the mascots for Panda Express? <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Sorry, we're yeah, being distracted was, over was, here. You guys, are you're probably not watching... Watching Popovich get kicked out. Um, no, we're, we're watching. No, we're watching Jets Bills. Yeah, yeah. I protest this, but it's not my house. So, uh, no. So, what other what other parent costumes did you see? Um, none that were scandalous or anything like that. There see, was that's too bad. Uh, there was a Superman, Superwoman, or Supergirl pair, and they ju- they just looked kind of awkward because there wasn't a whole lot of people or parents that were dressed up. So they're walking around like in these legit costumes, like the Superman has all the muscles all built into so it. So like this is the guy that probably does like cosplay on the weekends and probably stuff. Probably so. And he was a taller, bigger guy, but I mean but the costume was also like bulky, so he looks like legit. Um but yeah, it just looked kinda weird because they were about the only ones and they they didn't have glasses of wine in their hands, so they didn't fit in at all. I I was just walking around looking like an idiot. And just yeah. trying to get my kids through there, and like, and I don't know a lot of these people except for maybe saying hi at some like neighborhood event, but beyond that, I don't really know. So, getting my kids through, and they're hesitating because there's a lot of adults just standing by each other. And I'm like, go ahead, go ahead, I, go ahead, kids. I know you've never been to a winery before, but let's go to the next house, you know. But I don't know any of these people, so it doesn't matter to me. I know when my kids get in school, they're probably all gonna hate me, but whatever. Yeah. There's plenty of time it, for that. It, it won't be any different than what life is like now, so... There's plenty of time for that. No, I, I was actually surprised at the amount of parents that dress up. It kind of made me feel like I, I missed the boat. I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50 on that, whether to do it 
when you go out trick-or-treating with them or if you just dress up for like a Halloween party or something, which I, I don't actually know anyone who throws one of those. I was so. going to say, like, yeah, back in your swinging single days, I bet you did. Uh, Took to a few Halloween parties in your day. Yeah, uh, those... No. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but yeah, maybe... maybe uh, John Cena and I next year can uh, can do a bit. Uh, did, did we already have the idea of somebody to go as the Undertaker and somebody goes Paul Bear? <laughs> yeah, we already have one of those casted. <laughs> we already have that cast. You just need to. You said like what percentage of the people you think got the John Cena? Oh man, maybe 15 percent. I mean, the people that you, did loved it though. I mean, it was over with the people. You that, just need to like keep did. working. Like have them dress up as more and more obscure wrestlers. Ah, yeah. Until okay. you get to, like you know, you work from like Cena to maybe like I don't know who, like Edge, and then like at the end you're like Rick Martel and like Skinner and <laughs> wrestlers that no one knows. And just, just keep going back where to the, the one guy's house that knows who it is. Yeah. Find my new best friend. Be great. Man, we've been watching a lot of WWE Network around this place. What I hear. So you coming to WrestleMania with me? Is it still in New Orleans? Yeah. Okay, then you have your answer. You know what's funny <laughs> is I very briefly was kind of because I've kind of dropped the ball. Like I haven't looked at travel or anything yet. And I was like, well, maybe you know everyone says New Orleans is a trash city. Maybe I'll just Whoa. maybe I'll just wait and and hit the the <laughs> next year. Rumor is. WrestleMania 2019, Detroit. Oh, <laughs> so New Orleans it is. <laughs> oh, wow. wow, wow. Well, where do you go from Detroit? Like Beirut? <laughs> like, how do you downgrade from there? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I mean no offense. Man, but you, I'm going WrestleMania New Orleans. I'll be there. Are you gonna get corn dog sticks to go with you? You know, I I haven't. I, I have at least one traveling companion in the bag, so Yeah, I know who he's going I know who he's going with too. Frequent emailer to this show. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that will not be named, but <laughs> I mean it's not it kinda narrows it down. Yeah, he's going with Gustav. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gust- a weird thing. Gustav I would love to go. to go with Gustav. Gustav, I if you're you interested. Would. Let me know. So have you have you ever heard my idea for Dave's Halloween costume that he really has to embrace? Uh, no. Do you know who the Property Brothers are? Yes, I do. He looks exactly like <laughs> one of the Property Brothers. I can't remember which one it is. I'm not good on their names. But I'm telling you, you get him a, like a like a little bit of a douchier haircut and a tool belt, and he is the Property Brother. So there's a gay one and a not gay one, right? I think they're both... Actually, one of them's married to a Chinese... Or an Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended, and then I'm offended again. <laughs> no, Asian is okay. You just can't say Oriental, because Oriental is a rug. And Asian, Asia is a country. And you can't say Chinito. Well, apparently you can, apparently you can if you play for the Houston Astros. <laughs> if, you, if you put yourself in the right position, if you you're get, if you're sliding a World Series ring on your finger right now, apparently yeah. you can. If you can man first base, you can get a standing ovation. Yeah. The day after you say it. But no, I believe they're both straight, and they both reside in Las Vegas currently. I believe mm. so. There's a lot of things, a lot of good things going for them. But I think that's love that would be Point Break Dave's Point Break Dave's John Cena. Ten <laughs> percent of the people would get it and would love it so much, and ninety percent of the people are like, "Why is this guy wearing a tool belt?" 
<laughs> See, <laughs> your neighbor's got the database looking yeah. through. Common description. Where's well, tool belt everywhere? Well, speaking of living in Las Vegas, I, I'm, I'm glad that we got around to this because I, I want to tell you guys, I'm going to warn you something. So if you listen to the show, you want to use the 15-second skip button. The next minute's going to be about golf. <laughs> Oh, no. I got a chance to play golf in Las Vegas. Vacation I, golf. I encouraged you to. Yeah, and, and I can't thank you enough because actually it really, believe it or not, as, as much as it pains me to give you credit, it was your insistence that put me over the edge. So, and I made it happen because through... You play by yourself? So, well, let me tell you about that. Through oh. my country club affiliation. I know. Um, I could play. Whoa. There's a couple of courses in Vegas I could play for free. And one of those courses is called Bears Best. Hut, hut. Dave, go ahead, go ahead and watch the game and put your mic down for the next few minutes. Don't need to hear from you. So, do you know who the bear is? The golden bear. You know who that is? Yeah, that would be Nicholas. No, Rory McIlroy. What? No, oh. yes, Jack Nicholas. You moron. Right. So, Jack Nicholas has courses all over the U.S. Well, Bears Best, they take the whatever I guess he feels like his best holes that he's designed out of courses, and they've put. Whoa! Them what? Listen, I'm going to have to be able to openly say the word holes to tell the story. And you guys are going to have to be able to handle it. So let's just get our minds right with that now, okay? Yeah, the previous 62 episodes have really proved we can handle it. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's a compilation of like 18 of his favorite holes from all around the world. <laughs> insert joke here. <laughs> Wait, did I say insert? Ah! It's terrible. So, but I've never played golf in the desert, and that is not as easy as playing golf in Richardson. Let me tell you, because there's these large areas of desert that are out of bounds. Yeah. And not only are they out of bounds, like if you hit your ball in there, you ain't finding it. It's right. it's disappeared from the face of the earth. So I was having a oh, and of course I'm I'm using loner clubs that I've never hit. I got a chance to warm up for like. 10 minutes of the range. Yeah, I usually have good results with the with the loners. At well, a and they good were nice. That was a nice. Yeah. They were like a nice like, you know, mid to high end set of tailor-made clubs, you know, and and it had clubs that I don't even carry in my bag, which we'll get to in a minute. Well, yeah, so I showed up there my tea time. My flight landed uh, a little before one o'clock. My tea time was at 3. I basically had enough time to like drop Dave off at the hotel and just head straight that way. So I get out there and I'm expecting, you know, I'm a single, so I'm expecting to get in a group while I get out there and the guy goes Hey, you're the last last one of the day. You're going off by yourself. Course is open. Head oh. out there whenever you want. Go ahead. No? Go. Is it because I said going off by myself? Is that what it was? Maybe. Okay. See you laughing there on Skype <laughs> from your crap hotel in Austin. So, yeah, so yeah, I kind of had the place to myself, which was pretty cool. Um Went out, went out there. Was was having an okay round. Nothing great. I mean, I I think I ended up hitting like seven balls out of bounds throughout the course of the round. And there was some that w- would have been easily playable at the places I usually play. But the 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 layout's just really tight. Like you have to hit the fairway, and if you if you're off the fairway, you're out of bounds. You're screwed. So it's not like playing at Cheryl Park. No, the the way I was playing, I would have probably broke ninety at Cheryl Park. So I step up to, I think it was like the 8th or the ninth hole. It's a par 5, and it's not a super long par 5. It was like 511 yards, I believe. Right. Um, and I'm standing up in the tee box, and it's kind of an elevated tee box. And I'd actually caught up to the group in front of me by this point. So I, I had a minute. So I grabbed my phone because there's a, this really cool view down the fairway because you can see like the stratosphere and the wind and the hotels. And then in the 
course is about eight miles out of town, so it's a, it's a ways off in the distance, but this cool view. So I grab the grab the driver and and set up and I just just crush the drive and it's right down right down the middle, about two ninety and I mean so now I'm looking at it and I'm like looking at my GPS and I'm like gosh I'm it says I'm two thirty two out and I've got a three wood in the bag I don't carry a three wood in my bag I don't even own a three wood really I've never hit a three wood I'm gonna get one now is there any al- what's the altitude in Vegas it is like like it's like three yeah three or four thousand feet. I was saying like three feet. Is it really three or four thousand? Oh yeah, I the, have no at, idea. The, at the racetrack they run on an altitude adjusted index. They 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 um, it's absolutely a because that's going to help you a little bit too. Because yeah. when I played in Denver, you could definitely notice the difference. Yeah, I played golf in Denver one time. Okay. Yeah. What we'll have to do is do another podcast after that where you just talk about all your vacations. Yeah, I've seen the movie Alien too. Yeah. No, so I I, uh, I texted my buddy and I said, hey, what is it? What you know? What do, if you you know, crank a three wood off the deck. What'll it go? He's like, I don't know, two twenty, two thirty. So I'm like, all right. So I grab the three wood. Crank th- a three wood off the deck. All right. Yeah. So okay. two thirty, smack it straight down the middle on the green in two, on a five hundred eleven yard pole. I'm about eight or nine feet out. So I grab the putter and I'm thinking, I'm gonna make a birdie. <laughs> You're like, lost. I don't have a putter in my bag either. What's <laughs> this? So I'm thinking I'm gonna make a using birdie. A pool cue. I'm gonna make a birdie in Las Vegas. This is pretty cool because I don't make a lot of birdies. I'm and a, nobody's there. Oh, nobody's there. Actually, you know what's funny is the group in front of me did actually see this because they were they were just getting off the green when my ball comes screaming <laughs> up there and they hung out to see if I'd make it. So because they wanted me to play through because they realized like obviously yeah. Jordan Spieth is playing behind us. So. <laughs> so yeah, so I uh, so I put it up there like so my my thought is okay. Well, I just don't want to. I had been having a little bit of trouble with that putter because it's real different than the one I have. So I said, I just don't want to scream it past the hole. So I'm going to be really gentle. I'm going to treat it with tenderness. So I hit it real soft. Uh, on the hips. I hit it real soft because I just want to leave it, you know, short enough that I can tap in for birdie. And I'll be darned if the thing doesn't roll perfectly straight right into the center of the cup, no doubter, eagle. Man. In Las Vegas. What a feeling. And wow. pants came off. <laughs> <laughs> No, and then I, I played the rest of the round and barely broke 100 with an eagle on my card, so <laughs> congrats to me. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Oh, thank you. So, all right, so do we have emails to get through? Uh, we had one. To wind this thing up? One when I, when I last checked. Hold on. He's pulling out phone number two. All right, Gustav sent an email about... Uh, about Halloween. About his upcoming vacation with Dave. <laughs> yeah. He says, I'm old, boys. We have gone to the same family Halloween party at the same house for the last six years. The moms used to dress in short-skirted costumes, but now those are gone. Mm. I still check out the mom butts, but it's not the same. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Good <not>. stuff. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't go any Halloween parties, do you? Because if you do, why am I not invited? Yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever been to one. That as lame as that sounds. No, I don't think. I mean, after college, I don't think I've ever been to one. I don't think I know anybody who uh, hosts one. So if you're out there and you host one, take pity on us, and in 2018, just send us a kind of a token invite. 
you really don't want us to show up, but you just want us to know that. Well, if you got mom butts going on and short skirts and stuff, I'm mildly interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's ask Gustav if he can get his family to drive their house closer to, to where we live, <laughs> and we can all. As as long as the event is not too far east, then. Well, I'm okay. You know, like Longview or something. Okay, because I was saying, if it's very far east, I'm very interested. <laughs> like, if it's in Marshall, it's no... No, I'm no, thinking like Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think I love you anymore.